This week in agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Conan. Grain markets put in a volatile week. We were sharply higher on Russia-Ukraine news early in the week and sold off harder at the end of the week. U.S. Commodities President Don Rose says Russia-Ukraine news dominated the commodity markets. Uh, if things calm eventually, whoever's in charge, that we have the shipping chains, uh, channels open up and uh, flow, and even maybe flow at uh, lower price values, particularly if uh, Russia happens to be in charge. So, um, you know, back and forth thoughts, a lot of different thoughts on it, Randy. But uh, technically, um, big key reversals in a lot of these grains, and uh, technically tells us that the market really uh, hit some significant technical points this week. Standard Grain President Joe Vaklovic said the grain markets continued to chase headlines. Everything's reversed course. I mean, the stock market sold off yesterday. It's up 600 points today. Crude oil rallied above 100. It's back below 90 today. Um, corn was above 7. It's back almost down to 650. Uh, beans were above 17. They're below 16. Uh, wheat's down 75 cents as I speak here. So uh, tremendously volatile markets, tremendous, tremendous amount of volatility. Um, I don't know that the Russia-Ukraine situation is over. I think it's still very much a fluid situation, but uh, the, the volatility is, is going to continue here, uh, at least at least through today, and, and I would imagine into next week. AgriSampo North American market analyst Sterling Smith said the combination of bearish numbers from USDA's Ag Outlook Forum, the large fund positions, and technicals had the grains selling off. We have charts that have just been completely destroyed. We had that big move higher the beans and you know the limit up trade and the corn and the wheat and we have now reversed all of that as the world is trying to one this doesn't have as much to do with the grain fundamental situation as it is trying to ascertain risk and people removing risk from the market simply because one these prices were fairly firm and we had um, good prices and the funds had good profits made so they're stepping back away from the market right now and reassessing where they're going to be the spread between the choice and select box beef cutouts inverted Tuesday with the choice cutout 76 cents less than the select ag market. Market analyst Jacob Burke says that is very unusual. I can't remember that ever happening, but that's uh, we were down two bucks today uh, in, in uh, the uh, select and the choice was up uh, you know 90 something cents. So uh, you, you see that spread inverse. And so that's something that's uh, uh, unique. Burke says the inverse is a result of more demand for the lower-valued cuts of beef. It's something that people are looking for the bargain, looking for the cheaper product, and it just the the values rise as you uh, uh, as you look out there. I made a joke here earlier that we should just buy the steaks and grind them up to have burger, you know, and that's that's kind of the what you're looking at when you see that type of inverse. S&W Trading Market Analyst Andy Schisler expects cattle markets to stabilize. April was kind of quite a bit above where cash is trading. And so now the April contract is liquidated out here. And we got back to an open chart gap at the 142 area. And it's since trying to bounce here. But we should level off on the cattle market here on this break. And the same thing with feeders. So I kind of like buying April cattle at 143 or lower after just being short in the 146, 148 area. And so I think we're going to keep a tight range in here, but we're, we're going to find the bottom part of the range here right now. And that's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. Do you have a white mold management plan? 
If you grow dry beans in the Dakotas, you know white mold can be a major yield robber. That's why treating your seed with Heads Up Seed Treatment is a smart investment. Cost-effective and compatible with other seed treatments, Heads Up kickstarts your beans, taking them to their full potential so they can fight off yield-robbing disease like white mold. For a better start against disease, ask to have Heads Up pre-applied to your edible bean seed order. Visit HeadsUpST.com to learn more. Don't miss the dry bean scene every Friday at 1235 on the Red River Farm Network. Specialty crop markets are special and require more digging than corn, soybeans, and wheat. We do that digging by talking with numerous crop scouts, growers, and processors in the North Harvest region or wherever beans that affect local markets are grown. So follow the dry bean scene every Friday at 1235 on this Red River Farm Network station. The dry bean scene, brought to you by the North Harvest Bean Growers Association. With a look at this week in news, I'm Kara Hart on the Red River Farm Network. Russia invaded the Ukraine this week, shortly after the Ukraine military suspended commercial shipping at ports. According to Reuters, there is a concern of supply chain disruptions from the leading grain and oilseed exporters. Russia also suspended movement of commercial vehicles in the Azov Sea until further notice, but kept ports in the Black Sea open for navigation. The Black Sea region is a major export hub for commodities, including crude oil, corn, sunflower oil, and fertilizer. Stonex Group Chief commodities economist Arlen Suderman says it's unclear how long things will last, but Russia and the Ukraine combined account for 29% of the world's exports of wheat. 16% of the world's corn exports come out of the Ukraine. Moving forward, Suderman's watching to see what happens with natural gas prices and what that means for fertilizer. Basically starts to shut down fertilizer production in Europe and that further tightens supplies. Europe gets a third of their natural gas from Russia and if they have a choice of supplies get tight, they're going to heat their homes in the wintertime rather than make fertilizer out of it. CHS hedging fertilizer analyst Chris Short also watching this conflict very closely. Short says that conflict makes an already tight situation even more problematic. It takes this logistical nightmare. In the next 30 to 90 days, it'll have a pretty major effect on urea. Urea, you can fertilize, and nitrogen as a whole, you can expect higher prices. The biggest impact will be on UAN supplies where half the world's exports come from Russia. Crop insurance deadlines are coming up. The deadline is March 15th. Red River Farm Network Sierra Doctor has more. Northern Ag Incorporated owner and market analyst Jody Miller says the higher prices will affect crop insurance coverage levels. We've got uh, quite a bit higher coverage levels available this year, which also brings uh, quite a bit higher premiums as well. So when you start to combine higher coverage levels, like everybody is looking for with the higher input costs, it really starts to kind of creep up there also on the premium side of it. On top of it, we also have supplemental coverages that could be elected on the multi-parallel side of it with your SCO and your ECO. And so a lot of people are trying to decide if they want to have the extra coverage on that end of it, or if they're going to look at maybe spending a little bit more money on their hedging program and buying some put up a lock in a floor on these prices. Miller recommends having your agent run quotes before the deadline reporting agriculture's business. I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. A trade update was part of the second and final day of the USDA's Agricultural Outlook Forum. U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai talked about the complicated relationship between the U.S. and China. China fell short of agricultural and non-agricultural purchase agreements with the United States as part of the Phase 1 trade deal. Tai has been working with China since October and says the USTR is going to hold the country accountable for their commitments. 
But these haven't been easy conversations. In fact, Ty says the conversations are getting more difficult. Valley City, North Dakota farmer Marcy Svenningson will be the North Dakota Farm Service Agency's state executive director. The Biden administration also appointed Colleen Landkammer as Minnesota's director of rural development. She served in that role in the Obama administration in 2009. The Environmental Protection Agency said on Friday they'll deny objections to the agency's rule revoking all chlorpyrifos tolerances. That means a court will have to decide the fate of the product. Earlier this month, 20 agricultural groups said they would sue the EPA for denying the use of the pesticide. EPA's rule takes effect at the end of this month. A financial audit of the South Dakota Corn Utilization Council identified mismanagement of checkoff funds, not fraud. An advertising agency led by the husband of former legislative director Teddy Mueller was hired for three years, a violation of state law. The audit said Mueller authorized the payments, but former South Dakota Corn Executive Director Lisa Richardson oversaw the financial records. Mueller and Richardson were suspended in July last year and later resigned. New guidelines have been recommended to the checkoffs board for employees. It will be up to the state if charges will be filed in the case. It is National FFA Week, and to celebrate, the Red River Farm Network is telling the story of current and former FFA members. Be sure to check out our stories on Facebook and Twitter and rrfn.com. That's a look at this weekend news. I'm Kara Hart on the Red River Farm Network. You're protected and appreciated. I reinsurance for all your insurance needs. It's great to know. We take the best care of you. No one knows your business better than we do. We take pride in our reputation for protecting you in all situations. You're protected and appreciated at Irie. Providing play-by-play for the business of agriculture. The Red River Farm Network. I guess I'd be surprised to see us make a real... Uh, emphatic statement you know between now and the close just because you know the rain is as it stands now is is got to be pretty much in the market numbers are available anywhere but when you want to know why the market is moving up or down agriculture's first choice is the red river farm network we're reporting agriculture's business with a look at weather this week in agriculture i'm sierra doctor for the red river farm network The northern plains are expected to remain mostly colder with temperatures well below normal over the weekend. The 6-10 to day outlook is calling for isolated showers and near to above normal temperatures beginning late next week. The central and southern plains will be mostly dry early next week with near or below normal temperatures through Monday before warming Tuesday. Scattered rain showers are expected for the southern plains winter wheat area late next week. The driest areas of South America are expected to have between 1.5 and 4.5 inches of rain over the next week. Rains will improve from Paraguay and southern Mato Grosso do Sol to southern Paraná over the next two weeks. World Weather Incorporated says the driest areas of Argentina will continue to see regular rounds of rain through mid-March, with total rainfall approaching 4 to 5 inches. Focus remains on the South American crop as harvest progresses. Soybean and Corn Advisor President Michael Cordonier says Brazil's soybean harvest is 33% complete. You know, the big state is Mato Grosso, and there's 67% harvested. Now, it's been wet in the northern areas. It has slowed down the harvest a bit. Uh, they're complaining they got to harvest high-moisture beans, and they get discounted, 
and the quality isn't quite as good as what they wanted. Cordonier says the Brazilian government is conducting a production survey of the four southernmost states. My guess is they would only do that if they think the damage is worse than what they had anticipated. You know, there's many, many farmers. Southern Brazil said, this is the worst crop I've ever produced. And a lot of farmers said I didn't even harvest uh, some of the soybeans. And I just saw a video the other day that they planted Sofvenia corn into existing soybean fields because the soybeans are so poor they didn't harvest them. So they just planted the corn right on top of it. So it, it's a really bad situation in southern Brazil. A drought relief bill passed unanimously out of the Minnesota House Agriculture Committee last week. Minnesota Farmers Union Director of Government Relations Stu Laurie is hopeful the Minnesota Senate will take up the measure soon. We're still in conversations. I'm really hopeful that they're going to post a hearing soon here. I will say when we talk to legislators, I don't think there's any question in, 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 in their mind that there's a need out there, right? Um, uh, they're hearing from livestock producers and specialty crop producers who could use this relief and for whom this might be the difference in keeping them on the farm. Lori remains hopeful the bill will see a successful outcome. I think, you know, early on there were, you know, kind of thoughts about, you know, different ways we could deliver this relief, but I think folks are really unifying around the simple idea of let's not complicate it, let's get some small grants out to folks, pay a bill or two, and help them get through the rest of the winter. So, um, you know, I'm hopeful that folks are going to unify around that proposal. The USD is providing a look at acreage during its Ag Outlook Forum. However, the more important numbers will come out with the prospective planning reports at the end of the month. Lance Honig, who leads USDA's National Agricultural Statistics Service, says this is an important report. There's a lot of speculation out there, uh, but this is really the first opportunity to find out exactly what farmers themselves are thinking. And obviously they're the ones that are gonna plant the crop. So that's some pretty critical information to get their perspective on what's gonna go into the various crops this season. And so it always raises that interest level pretty high. Uh, I would expect the same would be true this year. There's obviously the same concerns going into the season that we see every year. What are prices gonna look like? What's the weather gonna be like? You know, we don't know exactly what those things are going to look like, but farmers are definitely forming opinions at this point already. That's a look at weather this week in agriculture. I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. Crop insurance used to be simple. Do you want yield or hail coverage? Today, there are too many options to analyze without seeking help. Optimum is a new tool exclusive to Ag Country Farm Credit Services. Optimum works by running thousands of simulations based on information from your farm. It then compares outcomes of every policy choice available to find the right fit for you. Contact Ag Country today and ask about the new Optimum tool. At a time when misinformation is all too common on social media, we take great pride in bringing you the news that matters, that impacts your family, news you can trust. Local broadcast journalists bring you the facts, Covering the stories breaking in our community and across the globe. Text RADIO to 52886 and let Congress know you depend on local journalism. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters.